Welcome to season three of The Blunderbuss, Australia's best bus on which to talk about leadership failure. My name is Edward Vaughan. Join me as I travel far and wide on my special bus, The Blunderbuss, and have honest conversations with great leaders about some of their greatest leadership disasters. On The Blunderbuss, we think it's possible to learn more from your moments of failure than your moments of success, if you know the magic secret. And we also know that failure can be fun especially other people's. Our friends at Baptist World Aid Australia have sponsored this episode because they also believe in leadership development and that learning from our blunders can help achieve audacious missions like theirs, to be love and to end poverty in the world. And so today I've driven the blunder bus to North Ryde and I have the pleasure of having the CEO of Baptist World Aid Australia, John Hickey, on the bus. Welcome, John. Thanks, Ed. It's really hard to get through the gates on your parking lot here. It's it's very tricky. That intercom system is very tricky. It's an exercise in resilience. It really is. Yes. It really is. John, really pleased to have you on the blunder bus. Have you ever made a mistake? Well, I think there's some fairly rich soil. <laughs> Good. You're on the right bus. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so your your role, CEO, Baptist World Aid. Um, but is that what your moment is about or is it about something else? Well, it could be, but I'm going to go a little bit further back in history. Fine, fine. And uh, go back to prior uh, to what led me actually to leading Baptist World Aid. Okay. Um, so I, my background's in the corporate world. Uh, I'd been in the banking industry for 20-odd years. Right. Uh, it was an industry I never wanted to be in. Right. Uh, and yet I found myself there, uh, which is another story in itself. And I kept finding ways to get out, uh, but I couldn't. And I kept getting these opportunities, and eventually I was in general management CEO roles in the wow. finance industry and uh, travelling the world, and it all sounded great, but I didn't really love it. Uh, but I learned a lot about leadership during that time, uh, both successes and through successes and failures. But I really got burnt out. I had a couple of bad CEO experiences just with dysfunctionality with a couple of boards, and I was looking for something where I could just move out of corporate space, be with my family. I was going to a church where they talked a lot about wealth and okay. so on as a theological thing and I felt a bit uneasy, but we found that whole background being in finance leading us down a path, my wife and I, to saying, how can we build financial security and Mm -hmm. have a comfortable life and all these sorts of things. So we made the decision to set up our own financial advisory business. Okay. And uh, that was great, except it involved really using almost all of our equity to set it up. Your own money. Our own money, (laughs) yes, lots of it. Yeah. And... uh, and so that was okay. And that was in 2006. What we didn't know was within about two years, mm. the global financial crisis was about to happen. Right. So we threw all this money in. We actually got quick momentum, a lot of success in a very short space of time. And it was like this beautiful up, uphill trajectory. And then it just went... Wow. <laughs> if that comes over well. Yeah. <laughs> Great sound effects. <laughs> and and uh, Kind of overnight? Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, so I went from being the banker where people come cap in hand to you uh-huh. to ask for you know help and all this sort of stuff to I'm going cap in hand mm-hmm. to everybody, creditors, banks, and saying, oh, can you just stave off? We were right on the verge of bankruptcy, um, and so yeah, that was a big fail. And at one level, you could say, well, 
the global financial right. crisis wasn't caused by us. It, it wasn't your fault, unless <laughs> unless there's something I don't know about. No, but 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 I think the business model. What we what we did was we went into this with rose coloured glasses. Yeah, right. And and really, you know, just we were so besotted with the idea of financial security, and we actually felt God was in it for us, and 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 so we pushed down a path that really. You know, there's nothing wrong with getting into business and doing those sort of things. But I look back at it now and go, the rationale and the reasons for us doing it was more out of me feeling burnt out in my old space and wanting something that was, you know, very hopeful and very different. So is the mistake to be overly optimistic? I think the mistake is to be overly optimistic. The mistake is to really not properly question the motivations behind why we why we went down this pathway, and uh, and I think probably overly trusting uh, in you know getting in part of something where we effectively had a large franchise in a bigger group, um, and what compounded our problem was that a couple of years after the global financial crisis, the dealer group that we were working yeah. with they just shut all the franchisees off and took all the income, really? so we went to nothing. Uh, and uh, that was that was also pretty uh, pretty bad. But the motivation was the problem. Okay. So so, what was your motivation? Well, I think my motivation was that you know I was in my late forties, but I thought that life should be about having a comfortable life, right? And that this was a vehicle to a comfortable life, right? And it was around money and wealth, and and you know I think. Taking that, it was the people I was hanging out with, both in the church community that I was part of, but also just in general community, reinforced that. And it was the wrong motivation. And it was never, if I go back to my childhood, my formative years, that was never what really motivated me. In that sense, you weren't being true to your values or your... That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and I think despite the enormous stress of that, um, when... when um, as we went through that, and it was hugely stressful. Yes, I imagine. It actually, God was wonderful because God didn't save us from it, mm. but God t- took me through a journey of recalibrating my values and my beliefs. If you could say something now to you, uh, you know, just as you're about to start off mm. on, on starting up your business, what would you say now to your slightly younger leadership <laughs> self? Well, first of all, I'd say to myself, um, I've always been good at setting strategies and help organisations to be successful. I've always been useless at trying to make money myself. <laughs> so I remember just, that. I'm just not that sort of person. I could be entrepreneurial in leadership in an organisation, but I haven't been great at you know, doing it for myself. So that's number one. Right. I should have taken that into account. But number two, and, and going into the journey that led me of all places to hear at Baptist World Aid to where my heart had always been about serving in community and making difference in lives of others. That, yes. that was my childhood dream. Yes. Um, and realising that I can live simply. Living simply is less stressful. Yes. Living simply is uh, frees your mind. It enables you to do other things. Yes. And, and living simply 
means that you take the pressure off yourself and you start to look outwards to others rather than to yourself. So in a way, kind of your, your leadership mistake was not being true to your the values that were deeply inherent in your life all that, the way through. That's right. Absolutely right. It took that it took that event and everything that followed from it, all that process to get me to open my eyes. And and that and then I think God really honoured taking me through that learning journey and towards what I get to do today and have been for the last 11 years. What was the moment when your eyes opened? Was there a particular moment? Yes. Oh, there were a few. Um, One was during all this, Tracy and I decided to run an Alpha course at Mm -hmm. our local church, and we were the ones that got most slammed by the Alpha course. Uh, you know, the end of it, if, as you probably know, with yeah. Alpha, they have a Holy Spirit weekend. Yeah, of course. And we asked uh, a couple, Dan and Sue Armstrong, that are quite well known in different spaces, and they were mentors to us to host that weekend. And I was the one that ended up totally affected by right. it. Right, okay. And and uh, it, was, it was like an opening to hope it was an opening to purpose really and it was it was an amazing time and i feel like god had worked on me yeah. through the stress through to an understanding and appreciation what a future could be right and should be of one of purpose using all the things all the successes and failures of yes. my learnings yes but now applying it in this new way okay and so it was just amazing several months later up came the role of Baptist World Aid and, and, and there I started and right. been privileged to do so ever since. And maybe not at the Holy Spirit weekend, but before that, when you realised that you know, maybe you were in the wrong role, what did that feel like? Uh, I think there was a revelation point where I, where I thought, this is actually great. <laughs> I'm feeling pain. <laughs> we're financially in a mess. <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. No, this is great. I'm actually, I'm actually releasing myself from something I always wanted to be released from anyway. Right. But kept digging further into because it was the most convenient thing to dig into. If you yeah, know right. What I mean. Okay. It was the line of least resistance to yes. go down that pathway. Sure. Yeah. Now I was forced into another way. It was like, oh, this is great. I, you know. I don't mind going to the op shop to buy clothes. Yeah, no. it's cheap. I'm, I'm tight with my money. You know, <laughs> all these sorts of things. And and uh, yeah, so it was a beautiful. It was a beautiful revelation. I have to say, yeah. might, might be counterintuitive, but that's how I felt. Absolutely. So, it, on paper, it would look like an odd kind of career pathway. I think to go from the financial services to Baptist World Aid. That I don't know. Is it? I don't know. It on. Is it a Odd career path or not? I don't know. Well, I think I think it's got to be something that people externally can't comment on. That they might look at that and go, "Oh, yeah, here's the finance guy. He's been successful, and you know, he's doing this now to counteract all those years of serving right, man, right. you know, <laughs> da 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 da." But actually, it's more a journey of my personal heart. Yeah, it's where I started as a as a kid. Yeah, and, and found myself back there. I didn't. I didn't work through or plan how that would go. Yeah. But somehow it's 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 got into that position, and I just I just feel completely thankful for that. So it's my journey. Yeah. With my my reasons and my heart around that. Yeah, it's kind of like discovering your heart. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So what do you what do you know about failure now? Uh, oh, I know it's probably cliche, but you learn you they're the best learning times. Yeah. Failure are the 
Failures are the best, best learning times. Uh, and uh, it, but it, it have, you have to, in a way, even when you're under great stress and pain through failure, I've found how do I get myself to a point of objectivity? Yes. That I can actually look back at it and look across it and go, okay, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? Yeah. What do I learn from that? Yeah. I absolutely believe in learning from whatever happens, good or bad. Yeah. And then great. say, right, that's how, yeah, that's how I try to accumulate wisdom right. somehow. Yeah, it's good. Good. Yeah. As opposed to accumulating wealth. <laughs> that's right. That's right. John, thanks for being on the blunderbuss. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> Let me tell you about a fantastic opportunity at Baptist World Aid. Through their matching grant appeal, one plus one equals a better world for all, you can help our global neighbours in vulnerable situations move closer to the fullness of life that God desires for each one of us. Even a small donation can have a big impact. Through this campaign, your donation will be helping God's work, providing real solutions for lifting people out of poverty, but you also get a tax benefit and the Australian government will contribute to each donation. The matching grant appeal ends June 30, 2021, so go now to www.baptistworldaid.org.au slash matching dash grant and take advantage of this offer. And we'll see you soon on the Blunderbuss.